0: hi and welcome to integrated awakenings it's me maria and today we have a very special guest we have ben smallbone who is kind of like a colleague slash a friend in the intuitive and energetic realms and i would love to have him on this podcast say hi (laughs) hello (laughs) Yeah, yeah yeah and today we're gonna talk about unity and collective and group work um and also interviewing him about the mm, energy shifts and energies he's been holding with and alongside other people as we kind of tune into uh what's been arriving to everybody in groups yeah because i feel like to be fair i i think i also spent a lot of time in hermit energy like just being by yourself energy and i definitely Mm -hmm. felt a shift towards working with groups and the thing is with working with groups um the energy can be more potent, but also the container needs to be also stronger because there's just more stuff going on. That's what I noticed, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're always held, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're always, yeah.
1: We're always so held been, by it.
0: Yeah, so what's been going on with uh Unity and the groups you've been working with?
1: Well, I mean, it's an interesting... Well, I mean, I hate, uh, you know, I I do always just kind of default fall into interesting because I'm a very curious person. Mm. try to stay unattached from um, kind of falling into any uh, energies that might sort of start to uh, inhabit me as opposed to me being able to um, be a witness of certain energies. I feel that's kind of like part of the role I play is is being able to... have perspective on certain things uh as opposed to falling into a uh, kind of um I, I guess i guess a mob mentality i don't want to say mob mentality but it's a better word for that um i've yeah, always right. been someone kind of on the outskirts of groups
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah like so obviously when you're in a group you kind of have to change yourself in order to fit into the group and in order to yeah. uh, be accepted by the group. Yes,
2: yes. And
1: every single compromise that you make while you're in that group ends up becoming part of an energy that inhabits you, as opposed to you inhabiting it, which is yeah. a choice. Yeah. But the more of that group energy you let it in, the less of you is there, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, yeah. I I like how you you're using the word inhabiting, almost like it's a habitat and it's like a home. So the way we habitate each other and like involve in each other's lives, there is like a building there and an ecosystem there. So I, I like your choice of words.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, and it you know, like what if you like think about it like philosophically or even just like from kind of a I don't know, like a philosophical spiritual perspective, it's like what what is really me? <laughs> um,
0: yeah, exactly. Yes.
1: I do like the sense that there's a, there's a self-sovereignty of sorts, um, which is a kind of like the foundation to move from. Um, I'm sure some of your listeners will be aware of the Czech system, Paul Czech and his philosophy, obviously, I we all is something that I come into contact with through his teachings and I and that sort of sense of like starting with self and then you can't give anything to the we, which is the greater group, mm-hmm. um, that you haven't already given to yourself. So, you know, like that, that kind of like sense of first learning something yourself and then sharing with the group and obviously if you're going into a group without having a certain sense of self first then you're kind of like you've got no foundation like you're you're kind of going in um ungrounded so to speak
0: yeah yeah i have i have, the way i've been thinking about that theme recently is actually like social dancing because i i teach and i've been social dancing for a while and I always tell people when they're like trying to get better at socials, is that you need to learn to dance by yourself first before you dance with other people. Because if you can't keep your own count, you can't even keep your own posture, how can you um how can you entrust that to be the responsibility of your partner or of someone else? So it's like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it so it definitely feels like uh um I feel like when you've discovered more of yourself or have a greater grasp of who you are when you come into partnering or collective moments you're actually so much more intentional of what you bring into the table um and you're more attuned to how another person is because mm. you wouldn't be you wouldn't be projecting or throwing onto them the hey be in charge of the timing and it's like no no I'm in charge of my own timing and now you have since the responsibilities are like better um distributed uh there's more play and there's more attunement there's more listening there's more um yeah there's more creativity in the collaboration
1: absolutely yeah I mean creativity obviously I mean that starts off really kind of in both of us and if there's like you know as again like another thing for Paul is like there's like a how present can you be in yourself and it's like if you're only able to be 50% present in yourself then how much can you bring to um how and m- oh, no, I'm getting confused now
0: yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah
0: You wouldn't have how if you wouldn't be you can't be present with yourself. How can you be present with another?
1: Uh, That's exactly what I meant. Yes. (laughs)
0: Yeah, 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 totally, totally. How do you? So, I totally agree with you. By the way, like with everything we've like talked about so far. So, how did you? How do you sense the shift of? Okay, I'm usually an outsider. Um, I'm quite loyal and responsible to the I part of the I. We all. How did it shift for you to be like, oh, I feel like groups is what's happening for me or union energies is what's happening for me instead of like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, because that's like a big shift, you know?
1: Yeah, Well, yeah, I mean, I kind of wasn't really my, I mean, yeah, it wasn't really my choice. <laughs> like, it was yeah, sort yeah. of, um, you know, like, I guess. Because
0: um, personal work can be powerful and relational 100%. is also is also powerful so it's like yeah
1: yeah I mean well I mean as I said like I was speaking to, to you before the uh the podcast started you know for people listening and I was just saying like um I've got a friend who who I've worked with in other groups so I, me and my Maria and I shared teacher Roseanne and
2: mm-hmm.
1: um we'd done different work with Roseanne different workshops with Roseanne and um she kind of come on a trip to scotland and she was like obviously she lived in the us and she'd come on this trip and then she came down to england and she was mm-hmm. staying my friend and she was telling me like months before she was like yeah no i'm kind of really feel cool to speak to you and i was like i'm kind of a bit like not not so not so well right now to be honest with you yeah, like, yeah. I'm having a hard time um kind of just struggling
2: mm-hmm. uh, which has been
1: going on, for, going on for a while but it's gone kind of came to like a kind of like intense peak uh and and so i said something you know i probably can't do that and then a couple of months later it was just listening tuning into source and she kind of came down and then i heard because obviously through my cl- i'm clairaudient for people that are listening so i'd hear uh mm-hmm. intelligences intuitive intelligences and uh my intuition or my connection to source was just like yeah no you're gonna do it and i was like okay like fine like i'm always just listening like wherever whatever was coming through just do whatever I'm guided. And yeah, it was just like, you're going to do group work now. So here you go. Here's some people to do stuff with. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we did 14 days of this work and it's been really powerful.
0: Yeah, I have a couple of questions or I mean, a couple a couple of stuff to just throw out. Uh, for the people listening, uh, When when Ben talks about like, he's not physically great, he's been having like a lot of physical interruptions. So when people have a lot of downloads or like are connected to a lot of energies, Sometimes the physical body has a hard time catching up, okay, just because it's like physical, um, and and it's a little bit more dense, so that can be quite hard. I feel like a lot of people who are listening in are also might have like physical initiations or like, know those diagnoses that are like hard to explain. So, um. Oh yeah, mine's
1: a post. Mine, mine's a mystery, bro.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, a perfect example of that. Yeah, for for. Yeah, tuning in and yeah so I just wanted to explain that part um and then um and the guidance I totally love that and then what was the 14 days like like what was the setup what you guys do oh by the way um I'm really grateful for the friend of yours who asked you to guide the workshop because I feel like that's also one of the gifts of connections is when people evoke out of you uh possibilities um in, i mean in,
1: yeah yeah go ahead just gonna say like my friend's super tuned in as well like she's a gifted intuitive so yeah. similar to me she was just tuning in and sort of checking in um with you know some people might call it your higher self or um you right. know just your intuition, basically and, and source of said like yeah no ben's doing it apparently so yeah no she, she's very powerful
0: yeah yeah totally i can uh i can sense that <laughs> yeah so what you guys do in the 14 days
1: um well we started off kind of doing different clearings for um different programs that came through
0: Mm -hmm.
1: uh and i won't i'm kind of being guided not to share too much about specifics because um we can our humans can get bogged down with details about you know
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um like kind of trying to attach to certain things and trying yeah, to replicate yeah. them. And ultimately
0: like, clingy. Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, it's more of like a creative, not a creative expression, because it's it is channeled directly uh, from source, but it's... it's uh, uh, what I can say is that we did work on behalf of the collective, and we were doing specific programs on behalf of the collective
2: mm-hmm.
1: as clearings and... As uh we were calling a lot of activations. Mm-hmm. And it was we was all hypnosis based mostly, like that was mostly what we were doing. Um and we were channeling it individually, but it was it was a completely guided thing, you know. Source was speaking through one of us one moment, another about another moment. Like I was kind of yeah. like leading this thing because obviously I've brought these these certain abilities that just conducive to being able to do that with my clairvoyance and my clairaudience and whatever.
0: How many were um, you?
1: Just four of us
0: oh oh cool yeah
2: it's just four of us yeah it's like it a
0: container like... that long like 10 days i mean i've lived with other people where you know life becomes the ceremony but this sounds very focused and quite intense honestly and it's oh, yeah. so i'm like wow okay that's a commitment
1: <laughs> Now nah, everyone was very polite to me but you know at the end i was like being guided to cool people at like 11 at night and they were just like no stop <laughs> like, well they weren't like stop they were like they're like fuck like this is this is getting a lot um so we were kind of like glad it was like a kind of like we were glad for it to be done but also sad because it was a very like magical experience
2: yeah, for us. yeah.
1: It, was, uh, it was yeah, it was, it was uh equally power i'm still integrating like like it was only what's the day it's tuesday wednesday today isn't it so we finished three days ago
0: mm. how do you um there's a part of me that's like you mentioned a while ago how sometimes it gets tricky to notice which part of it, which part of the energies is the collective, and which part is yours. And I can attest that to some of the people in my community who are like really sensitive, or um, their auras just got blasted open, and they haven't. Um, how do I say this? They haven't formulated, reformulated their sense of inside and outside yet. Again. Cause, cause that right, cause yeah. It blows up and then you make it again, and then it blows up and then you make it again. So there's this part of me that's like, especially when you've touched a lot of like high union states, um, like you've you know sat with the divine and exploded into stars, just stuff like that. <laughs> you know, going back to yourself or like being able to differentiate. Oh, this is mine. This is the collective. Like, how do you um how do you start that or how do you sense for that? Especially when you receive a lot of stuff that's for the collective. So how do you um, like parse it or how do you discern? Yeah. Well, one guess.
1: thing is that I don't use any sort of, um, mm-hmm. any sort of psychedelic medicine, access points, anything like that. Cause yeah. I mean, like, I'm extremely sensitive, but we all are. It was yes. drilled into me. I had a bad experience when I was about 11 with some medication. Um, I was having, like, kind of psychosis. And, you know, this is something, you can get, like, a lot yeah, of people yeah. with with spiritual gifts from a young age, they will have, like, kind of, like, uh, yeah. mental yeah. openings. Of sorts. of
2: yeah.
1: um, And so I was put on this medication that wasn't right for me. And, and I had a very bad experience. And to be honest, I can't really remember it. It was, like, but my I was thinking about it earlier today before I even knew we were going to chat. Actually,
2: mm. just going
1: you know, to um and i was just like i was kind of tuning in and i was like wow I, my mind can't remember but my body definitely <laughs>
2: that yeah, experience yeah.
1: funny how source kind of sets us up to kind of be able to do work in a certain way you know like that idea of I, I don't know anyone tuning in to think of destiny like that was kind of like a destiny thing for me of yeah you're not going to use plant medicines because you're going to learn how to do it without that yeah, yeah. um so I guess the reason I mentioned that straight away is because a lot of people use those medicines, but then they don't have the integration tools to be able to use them uh, responsibly, but more, I would say, wisely.
0: I Yes, yeah. I, I and can...
1: effectively.
0: Sorry, what was the last one?
1: And effectively.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's just this genuine desire sometimes for like the pain to stop or like for answers to to arrive but oh yeah but that's the thing the the weight of knowledge or even just wisdom there's no unknowing it or like putting the toothpaste back in the tooth tub oh what do you call that toothpaste back into the toothpaste tube yeah it's like really (laughs) bad. so I feel like there's this just being very masterful with those things but yeah so you didn't do psychedelics but um so how do you uh and then, you know, so early psychosis or quote-unquote psychosis. Uh, how did you... So even when you were younger or even now, how do you differentiate when you're up there or, like, if it's a collective thing or if it's a you thing?
1: Um, I would say, firstly, I don't go looking for things unless I feel intuitively that I should go looking for things. Um, okay. I, I, my, my rule... My simple rule, and this is something that I learned from one of my teachers, Warren Williams, is the easiest way. Zen. So mm. he told me that Zen equals the easiest way, and that's what it means. Mm. Um, I've studied a lot of Zen, and I'd never heard that before. I was like, oh, this is great. I mean, obviously, you know, you talk about Tao, and, you know, I, I love Alan Watts' work. Yeah. Uh, he calls Tao a watercourse way, and I, I just love that. That's always stuck with me. Um, but any work that doesn't feel like it's guided by my heart, it's just, I just don't, you know, I, I'm just like, okay, that's, that's for someone else. Because
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So to not exchange. Yeah. yeah. So
1: simply it's just about inter- how much can you integrate? And because if you, the more that you open yourself up, the more attuned you've got to be to how much you can integrate. Otherwise it's like, as you said, you can't put the, to- the, the toothpaste back in the toothpaste tube. <laughs> So you just end up with yeah, like
2: yeah.
1: all of this information, but not knowing what to do with it. So for me, it's always like, okay, I can open myself up to a lot of information, but I only open myself up to what I intuitively feel I can manage because any more than that. And it's like, I know that I'm crossing that sort of limit. So having a sense of where that limit is like kind of, it's like um, people that work out, like, you know, you lift the yeah. failure, but, you, but you're trying to take yourself just to the point before failure isn't much often touted as a much healthier way to train than training to failure because when you're at failure you lose your form
2: yeah and it's
1: kind of the integration like once you go past that point where you're unable to integrate things because they're too much you become basically unable to function um yeah. to a more or less degree and the, and the further beyond that point you go the less able to function you are you kind of just fall apart
0: yeah and i like how you use the exercise metaphor because i feel like a lot of people think that energy work or spiritual emotional work doesn't have as much math <laughs> but the thing is oh, no. it's yeah, no. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. There's, but there is actually math there is like training like the muscle training strategy of like only training up to failure is so smart because when people want to process their uh, their baggage their emotional stuff or even just burn through a lot of trauma Um, they just want to get it over with and as much as there is like more intense ways to do it there are smarter ways to do it and i feel like just because the ways these things happen is so esoteric or you know seeming mystical or magical people don't attribute that there is an actual strategic way to go about things um and mm-hmm. it's not just, you know, hookah pocus poof, right? Um it is some parts of it is, but you know, a lot of the this also reminds me of boundaries to be honest, of like, you know, you could be in love with something, but there is like a point where it's like, oh, mm, mm, that's too much already and you know how to kind of back off and you manage yeah. the limits of like how to involve yourself with that energy.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you haven't got boundaries, then like this, like don't bother. <laughs> Basically, like because yeah. you won't be. That's that's like spirituality starts with like being a child and learning to say no. That's like the start of spirituality. Yeah. Otherwise, you're otherwise you're essentially you've got no ego and there's no self. So it's like, I mean, whether you believe that the ego is the self, you know, that's a different conversation. But like, yeah. if you um, you're not you're not engaging in human spirituality if there's no conscious element to it. So, like, as soon as we can't conceive of a sense of spirituality yeah. when we're a child, because that's all there is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: once we get an ego, we are oh, okay, now I've got space for spirituality because I've got a cognitive process to be able to understand what that actually is.
0: Yeah, you have to have a point uh, of reference, you have a story that you're coming from.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you, like, start, like, reading Alan Watts to a child, like, reading philosophy, he's like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I don't know, like, he'll look at, look at the picture and be like, with her, <laughs> which is great um which is in you know, some ways more wise it you know? um uh, but, do, but yeah go ahead i was just gonna say the reason i mentioned that is because you can't skip stages
0: yeah that's true i i are you referring to ken wilbur's like stages of consciousness
1: um yeah you yeah. can do yeah i mean just like as a principle like um yeah i mean the archaic stage obviously there's all the there's all the different ways to look at it but ultimately like I mean, just kind of going back to the eye, like if you're going to be looking at collective energies, you've got to first have your own sense of integration at a point where it's manageable before you can open yourself up to a greater energy um, and that be able and be able to handle that. It's like it's like having a panic attack and then walking into a room full of people. It's like first you manage the panic attack and then you can walk into the room full of people.
0: yeah. Or it's so some people what are doing is like I'm having a panic attack. Let me look for other people having panic attacks so that we can solve how to make the panic attack go away. But it's like, um, but if all of you are having a panic attack, it's just gonna exacerbate and get worse. Yeah, and that's why it's you know misery loves no company. Yeah, and there's no actual leverage of like what you're actually holding or healing. Um,
1: and there is there is something to that, but it's not, you know that there's uh if you're listening that's i'm guessing if people about
2: it. <laughs> well
1: if you're listening to integrated awakenings with maria i'm gathering that you probably i uh, probably like can do you know there's probably more yeah as you said like probably better ways to go <laughs> yeah,
2: but, yeah you know
1: not to say that there's no value in finding other people that's having the same problems as you that's not because yeah. you know we're not we're not all perfect that's that's one thing is like there's no the, you know it's the the being alive is like this like just this big um paradox and you know we're not perfect and yet we're allowed to strive for that in a sense um we're allowed to strive for the experience of that you know what well, that some or that nirvana or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um but like also accepting the fact that like it's not always going to be perfect and sometimes you just go with the best thing you've got in the moment which some maybe is finding other people with panic attacks you know like that can also be um that can also be something that's helpful so it's never for me anyway it's never like the dogma about like this is the way or like that's the way it's just like the way is the way and the way you will know the way that's just the way i think if you ask me, if i'm important to mention because i don't want to give anyone the impression that like i know that's the way
0: i get it but, i get it it's like if you've done that there's no shame in doing that and that it is part of the way but yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah it's like the same thing like you could, why start with If you feel shame, start with the shame. Don't start with Nirvana.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's I. I do want to kind of just loop back to what you said about... um, I I really like the weight training metaphor. And I really feel that when folks are kind of like burning through their stuff or working through their own baggage, um, the best leverage that they could come from is their soul's unique gifts. Like there is an attunement to like listening to one's heart to see if that is what you're called to. And I feel like there's also a sharpening of like how you hold the gifts that you already have or that you own or you you've always known for like several lifetimes. Um and I feel like yeah and I feel like if there's any place to start in terms of uh where what groups to join or like how you could offer your gifts to other people i feel like that's a great place to start but anyway that's kind of what i thought about when you were talking about that
1: 100 mm-hmm. i mean that's um that's is isn't it it's easiest find the easiest way yeah um but exactly. that's that's always the yeah. easiest way for for you you know the easiest way in the moment for you and that's always like that's always changing isn't ever it's a dynamic process Lost... But yeah, no. Gifts is a good place to start. <laughs> Get what? What are you? What do you feel connected to? And what connects you to yourself? Is the ultimate spiritual answer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I lost your audio for a bit, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna trust that I didn't.
1: <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Maybe we've got some. Are we clear? No, I'm gonna really clear. One sec.
0: No, it's okay.
1: Yeah, I just had some, you know, as when when we're talking about uh things that help people, normally you get some visitors.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no totally. Uh oh, my also my room's like a crowd all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, will,
2: I, will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I like having a lot of folks uh how do you say this? I, I like collaborating with a lot of folks. I mean I collaborate with um I mean, I know that some people don't do guides as much or don't do non uh non incarnate non-incarnate entities a lot, but weirdly enough, okay, I'm gonna just bring this up <laughs> I'm gonna just bring this up because I'm talking about it um Teacher who so our common mentor um told me that I kind of work with uh elementals like the the earliest ones, and I always thought that all shamans work with them and they're and she's like, no. <laughs> like, like not not everybody works with them, and I feel like a lot of people who could be into spirituality kind of look down on the like they even call them lesser forms in like other books because um they're more basic building blocks. So anyway, um yeah, that's why I have a lot of crew with me a lot because I tend to work with them a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm, beautiful love. Yeah. yeah i like elements because they're cool they're like um it always reminds me of like avatar the last airbender like just like having all of these different elements having all of the different elements come together and create something new i think is a beautiful thing alchemy
0: and to be fair i feel like there's really a locational element to it so for example you being born around the english side irish side i mean that i was side. born in malaysia mm-hmm.
1: i was born in malaysia
0: Oh shit, okay, yeah. Tell me about that. I, didn't, I mean, you living there I meant. <laughs> but yeah, because okay. there is like a really strong magical heritage in Ireland, right? And I feel like the way your the way your land spirits work, talk, feel, move, kind of like how the people move there, also have like a different soul group imprint. And you know how like we're like born near the people we we hold certain energies for slash with like you're
2: you're oh, yeah. Yeah, together
0: in like very efficient way. so i find it yeah so i find it interesting like how you're in ireland right now but you were born in malaysia okay tell me about that yeah
1: i i live i actually live in england so south of england oh right but, I mean, that's okay no no I, it, it's kind of um I'm sure that I hold Irish energies as well. Like, there's, like, Irish energies around here. Um, but, yeah, no, Ireland is separate from England, so Ireland's a separate country. Um, yeah. The UK is Northern Ireland, which is a separate country. Scotland, Wales, and England. So, yeah, I live in South England. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, I was, I was born in Malaysia, and I was definitely I, – I was thinking about that as well, actually, even, again, before I you we were going to chat today. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I was born as an what well, they call an expat, which is, I, I'm just going to call it a migrant. As a, a migrant, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like it's funny because they call um, British people born call themselves expats, but it's like you're you're just a migrant. Mate. Like, is, why is that such a? <laughs> such you a do not form. like that word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you call like, people that come to England migrants, but then you call you if you go to Malaysia to work, you call yourself an expatriate. It's like nah, you're just a migrant. So yeah, I was I was born. They call them stateless children. Uh-huh. So, obviously, so neither of my mum or dad was Malaysian. So, I didn't have citizenship either in Malaysia or in England. So, yeah, it's, it's called a stateless child. Interest.
2: Okay. Um, uh huh.
1: But I found that quite interesting because it kind of, like, ties back into that thing of, like, kind of being an outsider. So, you know, that destiny thing of um, yeah, kind of being prepared for, like, whatever your soul's mission is. I found that. Yeah,
0: yeah. so there's, like, an echo thing going on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, anyway. So I, I live I only lived there for like three years. But yeah, I was really excited to talk to talk to you because I was like, I don't know, like you, I know that the I I don't know how close the Phil. I looked on the map and I was like, okay, that's quite far away. <laughs> Malaysia. That's far the away, Philippines but bit. I
0: think it's culturally similar. Because there's like yeah. we both have like Austronesian cultures, but Philippines had like the uh the Spanish invasions and stuff, so we have a little bit more, we're like the more well, I wouldn't say we're the more European ones, but we're definitely we have some more Spanish influences compared to our neighboring countries. We're
1: actually- sure. Yeah, you know what? I can I can really feel that now you so. that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I feel like there's this, um, you know how like babies are kind of like sponges, uh, and oh, yeah. They, yeah, they copy the environment around them, they copy the family around them. I honestly feel like. Um, the cop they they almost drink the soup around them, and the soup is like the collective it, I, there's probably a nicer word, but there's like a collective miasma of like the <laughs> like group think the group beliefs the group values um the group dreaming of a certain place and they and it's kind of like the i mean unless the baby's like hyper independent from the beginning, but for sure like the first cosmic soup it's in is that so
1: yeah oh yeah yeah all of the soul contracts it's all so planned <laughs> it's like a it's like before we incarnate you get like that um I don't know it's always just been my sense I haven't actually gone into like the past lives of it or taken anyone there yet but it's um mm-hmm. that sense of like uh, like uni, like university, like you're, you're choosing your schools that you want to go to and it's like, yeah. okay, I'm going to start off in preschool in Malaysia and then I'm going to go to England and I'm going to study secondary school there. Yeah. And so, yeah, we all of that coding to be able to do the spiritual have work. You, have, you
0: ever, have you ever been back to Malaysia?
1: No, ever? I haven't. That's why I'm so excited to talk to you, is it feels like home. <laughs> really, yeah. it, the part of me really feels that. Is part of me is like, wow, like, you know, like Southern Asia is like, sure, yeah. there's something... <laughs> Something missing in England that that is not that is over there that isn't here for me.
0: Yeah, I honestly feel like there's this, um there's a really strong heart energy uh around I don't know if it's like the caregiving industries around this area. So I feel like people's heart frequencies are naturally like aligned or open. Like you could get a grocery clerk here and their heart frequency would be nice. Cause sometimes when yeah. I, yeah, so sometimes I travel to Europe and they would have like very beautiful mental clarity, very um, huge energies, um. But sometimes it would feel cold or aloof. So I could see oh, how really? masterful they are. I could see how like they they feel like little like giants, like ice giants or ice. Uh, you know,
2: <laughs> those, that's a great. Richard.
0: Yeah, those you know those tra- ice giants, man what do you call those trent byon on um, the those walking trees in lord of the rings whatever ants. ants there you go ants yeah so they feel like ants to me because they're like tall as well they're ants but <laughs> they're like, but they're mm-hmm. like but it has like this ice energy as well if they were pokemon right so i feel like it's i not. feel like i think that's why i keep thinking you're from ireland cuz When I sense into UK, it feels like a royal blue energy, like a very, you know, those formal porcelain cups. Whereas for, I I don't know if this is like a bias or I'm just tapping into the energy, but for like Ireland, it feels more like evergreen. Like there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of like a, what do you call those? those? Those small hillocks and hills kind of. Vibe, yeah, it's more green. It's more green, and I feel like when I tap into your energy, you definitely still have the UK blue stuff, but you also have like a green energy that I would like ID from somewhere else. oh
1: beautiful! Thank you. That's that's a beautiful insight. Never, I've never. I mean, my, I know that my, yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. Oh, cool. That's yeah,
0: yeah. I I mean,
2: because I.
0: yeah, because I would get people from... So the Filipinos tend to immigrate a lot all over the world. Um, and so I'd I'd have a bunch of them reconnect with me to tap into their own Filipino spirituality or lineage. And sometimes I noticed... And I also migrated for a while um, just to a different province in the Philippines. And I noticed that um, there's also a rectification with land spirits, like... Um, like, you're you're asking for permission if you could live there. Um, and there's this whole... Uh, how do I explain this? Um, it's almost like you're a plant and you're balled up with your old soil and you're replanted to new soil. And then there's just this whole negotiation slash exchange of your old soil to your new soil to, like, you know, you're, like, in in between liminal stuff. (laughs) You're, like, in a liminal goop, and it's, like, trying to rectify which parts of you are still Filipino or American, and then it's trying to meet Mm. and it's trying to create a new ecosystem, a new habitat where both exist. So it's, like, yeah, so I feel like um so i feel like a lot of people um deal with that kind of sense of um um identity loss but from a cultural level and i'm like yo that's the land like it's not just it's not just the, the food or the the language it's it's the land i feel like when you can pay respect to the lands from from which you came i feel like that's when stuff clicks yeah yeah
1: mm. oh yeah i mean yes <laughs> it's amazing how i mean i can speak for you know my experience of people around here but you know how disconnected people are from the nature spirits and yeah, just I've had some experiences with people, and you know they they wanted to do fires in the forest, and I'm like looking yeah. at these spirits that are standing right next to them, like these like powerful elf spirits, like and these guys they didn't play around,
2: <laughs> and I said oh, yeah. like
1: the elf spirits don't want you to set fire, and they thought because uh, I I was with these people, and they thought without me they would have done it, they wouldn't wouldn't have even thought, but I was that I was just that I was like well, you know I've st- I've now told you the elf spirits they're not ha- the forest spirits unhappy with you doing that but it's up to you like i'm not gonna be punished i've told you yeah <laughs>
2: um
1: but yeah. yeah so they didn't do it at the end which is good um but yeah so it's, it's funny how happy how pe- well it's not funny but it's it's amazing how people were very disconnected from the land around them the, the energies of the land just the respect element of that yeah because yeah. if you don't respect the land why should the land respect <laughs> you, it's a relationship
0: yeah and i honestly that's like one of my biggest um Not necessarily theories, but ideas around allergies or when people have like seasonal kind of displacement feelings. I'm like either you're you're missing nature energy or there's kind of like a rectification that needs to be done with you Mm -hmm. and the land and the food. Because it's like, why are you rejecting something? Why why is it? why, Why are you flaring up? That kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, like a um disharmonic in what would it be discordant relationship.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've always
1: wanted to use the word discordant, so now I've had my opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting since music school to do that.
0: <laughs> I'm kind of curious where you're um. So you had like the 14 day thing. Where was it?
1: I just did it online
0: oh you know what the online spaces is also like a very curious liminal space i mean how do i say this it's like uh it's definitely more intangible than usual
1: i literally looked up the word liminal the other day can you can you explain to me what that means please (laughs) i keep forgetting i've done it like four times
0: just like the like how it sounds Okay like I, I literally googled the middle right now. Um, yeah, we need to the know boundary what or in the threshold, yeah, because you know how like in a lot of sure. yeah, you know how like in magic systems, um, so when I say magic systems, it could re- it could refer to Wiccan but also like other pagan stuff and blah 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 and ceremonial, blah blah blah. Um, in a lot of these systems, there is a invocation of the circle of an inside and an outside so if you're invoking like a different state a transcendent state or a different dimension or a different um space you 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 create like that boundary that circle or you know sometimes it's not a circle and then you step into it right so you do your stuff and then you step out of it so the liminal space is the is the in between it's literally the line so it's that's the... so
1: funny. I that's so because I don't think like that at all. <laughs> but I love it. But I love it though.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I guess I was just saying that the internet is an interesting place because there's the there's I mean, it's, holding space on the internet is an interesting space because people are coming from different time zones and um different lineages, different spaces, but also same readiness. So I guess that's what I meant by the liminality of being both somewhere and the other where.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, 100%. I suppose the only reason I say that is just, and, and maybe this is,
2: uh,
1: I guess, it's very, to differentiate between something as 3D and something as 5D. And I, don't, I hope, is this, tell me if I go beyond, you know, That'd tell me if fun. I need to like, yeah this is okay audio. i don't want to like go off into things that people are just going like what fuck is he talking about no no
0: i feel like folks (laughs) you know i i always i also do that in terms of like oh my god am i talking about stuff that's too trippy and then people will be like that was my favorite episode
1: oh great okay yeah no okay i mean it's
0: always just me (laughs) i feel like it's a teacher energy wanting to be clear but yeah okay go ahead you were saying so when something's 3d and 5d yeah
1: yeah just like all of the you know 3d 4d 5d whatever d like the moment you put a limitation on it you've now limited yourself yeah so you say this is now the liminal space this is now not the liminal space the truth is there is no boundary yeah Yeah, the boundary is inside of you
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah those are the the wherever you know Alchemy, you know, all of this, the magic, you know, one of the wickers use that sort of thing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, or wicking, I never know, whatever, whatever they're called, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. that's the training wheels, you know, that's not actually the actual stuff, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no get what the, you mean.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that's just a, that's just like the symbol, yeah. But the the liminal is, is for the human part of you, that's just to get you comfortable with it,
0: yeah. Or as Alan
1: um, said, it's always. Wiggles, it's a wiggly. <laughs>
0: uh-huh, yeah, Between yeah, yeah. You don't Everything find straight wiggly. lines in nature. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, honestly, hmm, hmm, hmm. Maybe there, you disagree. <laughs> no, I actually wanted to like push that a little bit more because I've been thinking about how, okay, so there's this concept with Tantrica that all of life is ceremony. There's a point where all of life is the ritual. All of life is the devotion. All of life is the... There's no more separating life from the practice. And the thing is, usually for practices, there is an opening, expansive state, and then there's an integrating down and um, grounding phase, right? So... And I noticed that if you don't do... If you don't get good at the grounding and going down phase... And then you go with the whole, oh, my God, my whole life's a ritual. Um, That's when you get the whole, oh, my God, everything's kind of psychosis. I don't know where I am anymore. (laughs) I I cannot remember dates, blah, blah, blah. So I guess that's just my thing with, um, huh? I I think what I'm trying to say is, I guess that's like a nuance of that. The whole, I, I, I think that's why I like, what you used, the word used was uh, training wheels. So you can't remove the training wheels unless you already kind of have a good handle of your bike. Because I don't want to, you know, go through the... I have no grips on the handlebars.
1: (laughs) That's that's why I always tell people just don't listen to a word I say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You go try it yourself or like, you know, learn from life. You have a point. Yeah,
1: I mean, I can't control what people do, but what I can say is trust yourself.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because I've had, I've had, um, because I do clearings all the time like you and um, I don't, you know, because I understand that if you do like really formal ritual work, um, it would look really obvious. I mean, there there'd be garbs, there'd be specific tools, there'd be specific chants. But I can do them so discreetly that people don't even notice. Like the most they can n- notice is that I just burp. But um, what <laughs> else? Yeah. So so, so I feel well, I like, like it. it's clear. Yeah, yeah. So at the so at the start, it was kind of frustrating because I wanted to be acknowledged for what I was doing or whatever. You know, just the human part of me wants that. But at the same time, there's also this sense of the ease by which I, like, shift into it is sometimes jarring for other people. Because when you do the ritual work or, like, the ritual symbols, it kind of helps their psyche or, like, at least themselves get prepped that, okay, we're shifting, we're shifting, we're shifting, you know, like... um it's kind of like those roller coaster rides where it's like okay there's a drop there's a drop it's coming it's coming.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, there, there was a ritual there was
0: yeah, merit yeah, in ritual is not for the shift it's for the comfort of the person going through the thing okay i just realized that now
1: <laughs> no i percent and i and i agree
0: yeah, yeah, so I feel like, um, so sometimes I would do, really, like, really intense stuff, and I'd just be in a coffee shop, and, you know, stuff would be, like, hella noisy, and I'd have super normal stuff with me. I mean, I'm just using a pen and a piece of paper, so um, a part of me also just, I guess, wants to acknowledge, like, the beauty of all the apparatus and the symbols. If it's, like... Oh, yeah. look- yeah, because it kind of consoles people, you know. It's kind of like, "Hey, guys, you know, something's up." You know, <laughs> this this is, you know, let me make it literal for a while. So yeah, I, yeah, It
1: gets to be beautiful. You know, this work gets to be beautiful. That's part of it. It's not. It doesn't have to be, you know, all like purging and throwing up and and you know dying all the time. Like you know, there's, it gets to be beautiful uh, and and it gets to be sacred and, and it gets to be ritualistic and and graceful my mm-hmm. only my only thing is just not getting attached to any of that
0: yeah 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 exactly yeah you could totally do it without it either yeah
1: well because because the moment that you get attached to you know like your circle your sphere whatever it's like okay now god's only watching when i'm in the sphere it's like mm-hmm. now god's you are god
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You. yeah yeah yeah
1: mm. uh, it, it just yeah. is just a, a different way of thinking
0: you know, one of the things that comes up for me lately, the way I think about like circles and community, and right, um, is that I don't. Oh, uh, this is like popular with like relationship uh, accounts. It's like I don't need you, but I choose you. So mm-hmm. I like a lot of a lot of some some relationships and some communities. It's coming from. A, it's okay to have like that really real need, or like it's like a. It's like a marker that you kind of need to go through. But mm. once that need is satiated and fulfilled and you're okay, it's kind of what like a lot of very uh, hyper-independent women get. It's like, I don't need them, but I want to choose them. That kind of thing. So it's <laughs> coming from love and inspiration. It's coming from abundance rather than uh, needing to fix things. And I feel like when people get really used to... Um, just coming from addressing deep needs to to choose something out of just a wellspring or from inspiration is so like what?
2: what? Empowering.
0: Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, yeah, it's definitely empowering, but it's definitely also for people who might have gone through a lot of like scarcity energies, would be like, What, what? <laughs> what does that even look like? You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like um, I feel like that's what community is for me because when you look at I'm into I'm into astrology, but not as much as my other friends. And I looked into I finally looked into my placements for community, so that's like eleventh house, fourth, and seventh. And I and I I read the details and stuff, and it said that my uh my incarnation, at least the design of it. Um, can really live independently like it doesn't it doesn't have a real need for community so when I sit with the idea of community it's coming from a sense of grace and giving rather than like it's not even in my soul script you know what I mean like it's not even it's not um, it's not my biggest leverage point so it's just coming from joy it's kind of like when you oh, have to- yeah. Yeah, so it's like when you have cake and you want to decorate it, it's like it's not the flavoring of the cake, but dang, the cake looks great with it.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I completely yeah. Having yeah.
1: difference between being needy and having a need as well is is a slightly is a, just a subtle nuance. For me at least, I, I found that there's there is a slight difference between because be having a need is like a human thing. But yeah. there's a, there's ultimately a choice whether you behave in a needy way. In the way that you relate to your need.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's
1: not always in a sense is a choice. In a sense, it's part of something that we've all got to go through sometimes. But um, you can I've in my experience I've been able to bring awareness to some of those needy behaviors and be <laughs> like, okay, yeah, I kind of need this, but I can also choose it because I recognize that the importance of this is part of my growth process.
0: Um, yeah, and I feel like some people also conflate that if we fulfill each other's needs. Um, that's love. But what if you're not as needy, or if you, what if that person can't fulfill your needs, but they love you? So there's oh, they not- never
1: fulfill your needs.
0: Exactly.
2: Yeah, no, you
0: trying to poke at that idea that because sometimes people are like, oh, well, prioritize relationships that build you each other up, or you know, mutually beneficial. Um, and I feel like there's really just this whole. Yeah, there's there's an opportunity for gifting where it's from a sense of just abundance. I, maybe abundance is not the right word. I I actually want to say creativity. Like a gifting coming from a sense of creativity rather than a need. Like, I don't have to do this, but I want to do this. That kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I
1: hear you. I, what I hear you saying is the the subtle nuance between that choice being chosen in a way the empowerment of being able to relate to that choice um in a conscious way that's sort of why i hear you saying
0: yeah 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 i know
1: that's not exactly what you're saying but that's kind of the way i'm hearing it
0: arriving yeah yeah so it's almost like having a very conscious relationship two groups and two relationships rather than I mean, it's perfectly fine if it's like scratching some needs, but when those needs are fulfilled, you can still actually still do them. But coming from a space of, it's a different space.
1: Yeah, I mean, bringing a bit of like curiosity to it, you know, just like where, you know, you can say to yourself, like, okay, this is just theoretical. This is just this is just completely not this is not important. This isn't going to affect my life. But I'm just going to have a look and just ask a few questions, like. Yeah. well am i a needy person like am i needy and if if i am that's fine if i'm not that's also fine it's just like okay if i was to guess i probably guess maybe i am a little bit needy sometimes and that's everyone's got different you know we're born with different codes and that's probably a gift somewhere down the line maybe you won't seem like that right now but if you do and then if you, you might ask okay is this is this relationship because uh-huh. i'm a needy person is that because of that potentially doesn't make any difference i'm not gonna be attached to the outcome okay maybe it is do i still want to be in this relationship even though i know that awareness yeah i do okay it's like okay fine but you might also be like now that you've got that empowering awareness because awareness is empowerment it's the first stage of empowerment can't change anything if you're not aware of it right but you don't have to change it if you are aware of it
0: mm-hmm.
1: there's a subtle difference between avoiding um
0: i feel like you're t- you're gonna Repeat that again for the audience. <laughs> the subtle difference.
1: There's a subtle difference between between uh, making a decision out of avoidance and making a decision out of um, empowerment, I guess.
0: Mm. Like I, it
1: can t- be, it can be subtle. Mm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like there's also when I sense into that situation. I feel like there's also a generosity of sometimes you're aware you're doing something and maybe not the healthiest way and you're kind of letting the awareness cook you're letting the awareness settle in your system or letting it kind of um get in get in there before you're like called to action or you feel ready for action so I feel like um
1: I guess yeah you just open the door
0: yeah yeah so it's okay for there to be a bit of the delay from the uh the aha moment to the action
1: and yeah it is you're opening the door to the inside, whereas if you don't open the door, the insight's not gonna come in, and if it does come in, it's gonna be in a very interruptive way. It's gonna kick the door down like' <laughs> the door will open itself, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah yeah, so there's there's almost like uh even thinking about it in this way, there's almost like this patience around it in terms of allowing it to unfurl in maybe a more easeful way rather than like kick door down way
1: yes that is that is exactly what i'm sort of getting and that's just you know that's just the way that i would approach that i would always firstly bring awareness to it in an unattached way just to fig- just to kind of get a sense of the landscape and then kind of just allow my intuition to get a sense of like okay like how do I feel about, well, now that I'm aware of this, like, what do I actually feel about this? Mm-hmm. And then you can bring awareness to what you feel about it. And, you know, every single step along that journey is kind of empowering you more and more into, you know, into not being in a victim position, but now being in the in position of creatorship, which is the difference between the avoidance and empowerment thing.
0: Yeah.
1: As you were saying, you know, the creatorship being the inspiration and the wellspring.
0: Yeah. I, um... I'm kind of curious about coming from creatorship. What kind of groups are you kind of dreaming of for other people and and as well as yourself?
1: Um, <laughs> c- what kind of groups? Uh, when you say that, what can you please? I don't really know what you mean. If I'm honest, <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean I, I
2: reckon. If said I guess there's
0: just way, a I part mean. of me that's like. Okay, so I feel like some. Mm, let me let me let me rephrase. Um, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I feel like some people have a hard time dreaming of groups in this way because there's like already a thought loop in their head, or like a lot of like very subtle subconscious assumptions of how stuff happens or how stuff can be. So I I find it um helpful sometimes to just. Almost like dream out loud or uh, sketch it out, so that people would be like, "Oh, you could think of it that way," kind of thing. You know, like oh, like a demo, (laughs) that kind of thing. Um,
1: uh, so obviously before the podcast started, me and me and Maria were talking about us having some dreams that were had. They seemed to have some collective themes. I'll I'll say, um, so the 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 themes, the energy the energy felt collective, it didn't feel because obviously in, if you studied Jung or anything like that, you, there's the personal dreams and there's collective dreams Yeah, yes um, and Again, you know, going back to that I-wheel principle is you start with a personal dream and you're not going to be able to dream about the collective until you dealt with your personal stuff
2: Yes, yeah
1: Um. Obviously, I mean, I keep obviously it's not necessarily obvious, so I'll rephrase the <laughs> <laughs> that's me catching myself out I never you can't really choose what you dream about so that's why I, I I'm a little bit when you say like what uh, groups, Okay, like now this. I
0: get it. Okay, okay. Now now yeah, I'm yeah. Where you're coming from. Okay, okay. Cuz the dreams come to you in a way.
2: Yes, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but you obviously, I like that. you can you can uh do personal work so that you are open to receiving collective dreams if you want to be of service.
0: Mm. I guess my 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 question changes then to what is the collective dreams you're picking up on recently?
1: Oh, I I can't tell you that because I'm not yeah I'm not allowed to tell you not that. Uh,
0: okay, that's fine. Yeah,
1: I'm not permitted to tell you exactly. Uh, I, it's always what's going on in the collective.
0: Yeah, yeah. So and
1: those- then those people that are spiritually inclined would probably pick up on the spiritual. Not the causes but the well, sometimes causes but the um patterns the undertones yeah and the patterns and like what's going what's really you know you see the you see that 3d thing going on but then what is what is the undertone of that like what is the the program right of that so you're seeing a program play out um in the in world events or whatever and you just go like okay what program is that for instance like every historic event is ultimately like is it the program of war is it the program of i don't would know like tyranny kind of, like all of these different programs
0: would you would you have an example that's like allowed to be shared even an old one just so that people have a sense of oh okay that's a collective uh pattern slash dreaming
1: i think i none no specific examples are kind to me, i'll be honest okay. uh
0: that's fine yeah yeah
1: however yeah, when you know, when when COVID was going on, like regardless of whether your stance was the people mm-hmm. that are spiritually inclined would have been having dreams that were along the lines of whatever program COVID was playing out. Mm-hmm. Like the earth is the earth is a, as an evolving organism. So we're all part of that organism.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a
1: spiritual being, so it has its own evolution process, and the things you see happen are ultimately part of that evolution process. There's a greater whole um so uh, you can you, so when I say collectively you now also is, is earth's um you know it's not but it's it, you can kind of think of it like that um and as we all go through programs as we evolve you know we play out the program of teenager we play out the program of adulthood we play out the program of, of heartbreak you know all of these different stages of life um think of some of those: heartbreak breakthrough the inner, you know the hero's journey is a good example of that mm, I see. um I don't know would you your would your audience be familiar with the hero's journey?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, they would, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. So the hero's journey is, um, and so it's kind of like that each step on the hero's journey ultimately requires certain programs to be moved through in order to move to the next stage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so the Earth evolving needs to move through the same sort of programs, but then someone's got to clear them up because we're we are not separate from the Earth. <laughs> someone's got to yeah. be able to clear clear the programs to move. The next day is not what we were doing. I think
0: this is why I mentioned the miasma thing because, as a collective, every thought and every feeling you've ever had, even if it doesn't stay in your body, they're they almost have like this you know, those radioactive chemicals they have like a life half life, they have like a half life effect of like how long are they still active, even if they're not, um, they remain active even after the explosion right if you blow up a plutonium bomb after some time it's still there so it, even if you've had the thought and you're already quote-unquote done with the thought it kind of still crawls around in the collective and the miasma and the soup for a while like oh yeah yeah, yeah. so that's kind of like what I wanted to share and then sometimes it feeds and like gets bigger sometimes it dies off but that's kind of what I'm sure yeah. I, I just wanted to connect with what you were saying of how um as we go through a hero's journey and then we go through certain uh you were you call them programs uh yeah and and those are kind of sometimes they're hella ancient sometimes they're hella yours but just you know very similar to a lot of other people's um and yeah and they're i i would even say that sometimes they have the similar postures echoes frames as other people and that's why sometimes it's helpful to learn with others. But yeah, um and as we go through those individual journeys, it, it all collates into that uh collective journey or evolution. Yeah. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and we all get the programs we need. We are aware we the programs that we need to be aware of come to us the and we, we never miss them. <laughs> because source makes sure that we are aware of what we need to be aware of
0: i've been getting a lot of people slash i think one of my most common lessons that i always get from spirit is that you have to throw out the insight you have to throw out the willingness <laughs> i'm getting echoes from your end it's a so funny <laughs> but but you, you have to get you have to tell spirit that you're willing to learn something for it to come to you. Like... Um, yeah, right. it's not,
1: nothing's going to come... That's the kind of, you know, that's going back to that liminal space. You go into the liminal space to kind of to train your willingness in a way.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, almost like a... Almost like you go to a potluck party. You have to make invites. You have to bring something. Um, and I feel like there's this this co-creatorship sometimes i feel like some some folks kind of forget the co part like it's always like oh i'm just going to surrender to the divine everything and it's like no bro divine also wants to co-create with you and it wants you to say something like there are many times um in in my journey where it's like okay what's the next thing and they're like we want you to decide and i'm like dang it
2: (laughs) yeah i mean
1: that's the experience of being alive
0: exactly yeah and i and i feel like for cuz i have a i have a bunch of dreamwalkers who are my friends uh, listen to this podcast so i find it so i always remind them that if there's always something you want to learn you have to say it though like if you want to learn about something specific you, you have to like you have to state that it can't be like just an undertone it can't like it can. just, I mean, I'm sure, but there's just uh, there's just more momentum when 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 uh it's clearly stated, or at least that's the pattern that's been coming up for around my circles. Yeah,
1: it's not it's not mastery unless you're engaging with it.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I I and I find it so cool because so I so I have a lot of femme coded beings, so a lot of women, a lot of like queer women um, around my circles, and I find it so interesting how, like, a lot of us are, like, learning a lot about creation slash the womb, but also marriages, um, like, a lot of sacred union marriages in the dream realm, um, in the human realm as well, like, just IDing how relationships come to be, so, Mm. yeah, um, yeah so so if if folks are like really interested in those themes because of like physical difficulties or you know romantic angst, you know there's this they could just really more consciously engage with it slash also be willing to surrender what they know about it so that they could really participate in that that dreaming and slash that wisdom yeah
1: mm. if they if they're ready for it. They will, yeah. they will know if they're willing to be honest with themselves.
2: Yeah. And if you can oh, get to oh, that
1: that's... point first, then then really from that point cool. you can move forward. If you haven't be, first been honest with yourself, then that's the first, you know, that's the utter basic step from which all other steps arise. Because yeah, uh, otherwise you're just kind of like walking again, you're walking without foundation and you will be very easy to... Um, or you know you'll get lost
0: yeah yeah there's no there's no hard ground yeah
1: you don't know if you're not honest with yourself how can you know if something's right for you
0: yeah i mean i i i only repeat it because cuz this is like one of my favorite that's like one of my favorite truances that's why i always write satnam i am truth because it's no being honest with yourself is really like of prime importance to me. But I, I've had a few clients who are like, when I, mean, I told them that one of the people that you lie to the most is yourself, like when you're still working through yourself. And it's like, it was such a shell shock for them. <laughs> and I'm like, mm. oh, oh, I have to explain that. Okay, so so I find it, um yeah, I find it, it's such a, how do I say this? It's more of the okay, let me backtrack a bit. Um we we use words sometimes very carelessly. Like we say that, oh I hate this, I hate myself, or we say that, oh uh, this is dumb, I can't, I can't. And this misuse of words, um misalignment of what you actually believe or know and experience as truth. These are like little discrepancies or discordances with like your allyship with yourself. And I feel like, you know, to some people this sounds too anal or too strict. But at the same time, it's those little hooks that kind of, you know, a thousand paper cuts make a worse wound. So I feel like when people are learning to, you know, really not lie to themselves or be very real with themselves. I feel like those little nuances is like one of the first things that they have. They can go, um, they can fine tune those mm. little verbal ticks of like how you talk and discuss about things. And then is that, you know, is that actually fundamentally energetically true? Well,
1: I liked the fact that you said allyship with yourself because that kind of like sums up really...
2: yeah 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 yeah.
1: you know if you're you're not an ally with yourself then you know i mean who's who else is gonna you you are your first ally you're your first and last ally ultimately like you can only relate to anything else as much as you can relate to yourself so yeah i mean if you're the ego likes to distract us Mm -hmm. um and so it really is our responsibility to to the degree that we desire spirituality And to embody spiritual virtue to some degree. And when I, I I don't know if virtue is the right word, but to the degree that we want to live um, in service, Mm -hmm. uh, it it falls upon us to be our our parent or our own parent ultimately, you know, to just um, parent ourselves in a gentle and gentle but firm way. And that's a discipline thing, you know, just to be able to just keep returning to, okay, am I lying to myself? Or is this the truth? Then the more that you build up that muscle of this is the truth, the more integrity you have, and the, the ultimately the better company you become as an ally for anyone.
2: Yeah. The
1: more you can serve, because the more you, the more of you is, um, you know, the um, more of you is of integrity. It's like if you're lifting a weight. If you have no structural integrity, you can't lift the weight. Yeah. If you have full integrity, you can lift. You know, a lot of weight. <laughs> you've got good form. You've got good uh, a good standpoint from which to move from.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that comes back to the whole, uh, to the whole community, uh, group thing of like being relational, right? And your first imprint of relationships is parents. So if you can't parent yourself, a lot of like the parental programs will be over patterned into power dynamics, work dynamics, boss, employee dynamics, leader and follower dynamics. And it's just easier if you like, unclench those programs or transmute them earlier so that when you get into these relationships there's there's less of that over patterning um
1: yeah and th- there's always more initiations you know there's never is while we're alive yeah, at least in my 25 years of life um <laughs> you know I'm aware that's not I, I'm quite young but yeah. Um, I, it, it seems to me that it just keeps going. You know? Keep, there's just continual initiations, and, and that's that's just the way it is, is it while we're alive. It doesn't mean it has to be painful and horrible. That yeah. could be absolutely ecstatically beautiful and lovely, and um, you know, joyous, but and pleasurable. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's bringing gentle awareness to to when you're lying to yourself, and and also being the first person to challenge yourself as well. You know, challenging your own beliefs because when you challenge your own beliefs someone else doesn't have to challenge them for you you Mm. can trust yourself you can challenge your own beliefs you can start to trust yourself because you can be like okay well now I can be an independent thinker and that makes me you know that that makes me quite unique in a way
0: (laughs) And, and I also want to like add for folks who might be having trouble with like their work environments or like the groups that they're in like it's a little bit thorny the dynamics are a little weird I feel like um, this happens a lot with like folks who are very other centered because they're like very giving or caring. I do want to say that when you do work with the whole parenting yourself, the whole um catching yourself with your own programs, uh, your own internal power dynamics, even internal family systems or whatever, um it exponentially improves the quality of all of your relationships in that you're in. And some of the problems just instantly go away because your half of the dynamic has shifted or changed. So I just want to say that any kind of, um, I, I, I just really want to convince the, there's a part of me. I want to convince all the Libras and the cancer yeah. <laughs> to, to like work on themselves because there's, there's yeah, cause, cause they're very other oriented. And I really, and I really, uh, my heart breaks for a few people that I really see who are just very, so concerned with other folks that, um, that it's almost like their internal transmission of love, of their integrity, authority, power, um, care, wisdom, all of that kind of breaks apart because there's no... Because the core integrity, the core structure, so like, uh, say, the core blueprint of a building, it's not going to stand up. (laughs) So no matter how great your materials are, no matter how nice the rooms are, it's not steady, it's not reliable. So I feel like people might be, quote-unquote, sawang-sawana, like, so dead and tired of listening to people like oh my god work through your mommy and daddy issues and i'm like yes because those are like your power dynamics <laughs> mm. so, so you need to work through those programs so that you don't project it to your boss or to your lovers or to your friends so um i really i guess i'm just goading them <laughs> i'm, I'm yeah yeah about sure. how much of, uh, yeah, of, yeah how- i mean
1: and how amazing is it that they've managed to survive by doing that
0: yeah, I know, yeah, with the coping stuff, yeah.
1: How, and how, how beautiful is that, that they, they had they had the whereabouts to be able to figure out a way to get through wherever they needed to? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Because, you know, it's not easy. Mm. Sometimes yeah. in, in life, when we're kids, we have to compromise ourselves in order to get to the next stage and in order to get to get to the point where we're able to Start looking at these things so so it's beautiful that people that and I speak for myself you know I I was very much the same I had to give myself away and would survive for so long and and that just made me so much so much more polarized to want to go back and be my own ally that much more yeah because I know what the pain of being of losing myself
0: yeah yes yes and
1: and that, that just makes me want to never allow that to happen to myself again but also to to help other people not to be able to to be able to understand when they're giving their power away
0: and and, and I, like their- how you, I like how you use the word beauty as well because i feel like when people are shifting from one story to the next there's really like a allergy slash rejection of the previous one that it becomes like just totally bad. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I did it that way before. And I I love how you emphasize that, no, the way you were was also beautiful in the way that- It's necessary. Were. Yeah, yeah. And there's this, um, I feel like there's also this radical, like integrity and self-acceptance, deep, deep seeing of oneself. be able to like look at all of those quote-unquote um bad ways you cope or manage to cope and really just see them as beautiful in time you know or you know because i know that some people need time to just digest all the complicated emotions with it so yeah
1: it was like that sort of comes back you know we were speaking about the curiosity thing just bringing awareness you know we we get all these programs about you know good and bad, what's right and wrong, yeah, what's up and down yeah yeah but what's but normal what's not normal, yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And, and ultimately, there is no normal it's just who yeah. you are and who you who you will become,, mm.
2: yeah.
1: So bringing that bringing that awareness gently to those parts of yourself and to your life and just you know just asking those questions and when I say challenging myself I don't mean like getting out a whip and and you know <laughs> hurting yourself you know it was those um those people in the Christian church or whatever the they self-flagellation yeah I'm not talking about that like you yeah, know yeah. you don't have to attack yourself is that's not and I know that that's the way that many of us have been taught to challenge ourselves but what I really mean is just like. Mm-hmm. challenging yourself in the sense of when you're playing a video game, you go, oh, I can go to the next level. I can actually do the next level. You know, you didn't think you could complete it and you go, hey, shit, like, there can be that inspiration, that wellspring can also extend to this work. It doesn't all have to be, you know, oh, I'm so bad, like, the way to change is not to hurt yourself. I mean, that's a way. That's the way that we've been taught, but I suggest yeah.
0: a more I comfortable
1: way the, to be seen I know,
0: watched a video... I watched a video essay on why... So Sorry, this might sound like a segue, but it's going to connect. No,
1: it's okay. Cool, no, it's great. That's the, that's the oh,
2: wellspring right there. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so there's this... I, I really like this video game essayist called uh, Mooney, and he did this video on why are there no good Christian games. And it's because he talked about how Christianity evolved in the uh, United States of America. And it came from a lot of Puritan roots where there's this very subtle but very strong program of you need to work hard to be good and that, you know, suffering is, you know, know, it's holy slash you can't enjoy fun stuff. You know, so it's very, you know, you can't wear gold, you need to, you know, plow the land kind of thing. And it's Mm -hmm. it's the kind of values rhetoric that's been expressed subtly in their politics, uh, in their even economic reforms. So there's really I and I've noticed this with a lot of like hardcore, hardworking American energies, especially the Earth energies, because Earth is with money, right? Um like I've seen some Tauruses that are American are like, wow, I'm like, dang, these guys are like dying just for just for hard work and it's like it's the it's just it so like yeah it's very enabled in their culture and I just wanted to say that um you can just not participate in it <laughs> there's just this whole I I feel like there is the whole challenging yourself because you know you can do more versus the whole challenging yourself because it's the collective expectation or it's the mm. uh, I am morally more upright because I suffer more, or because I, I you know, I, I don't sleep, I work, I gave the egg, I gave up this much, I martyred this much stuff for the sake of, blah blah blah. I feel like it's just um, that kind of suffering and martyrdom. It is kind of like it's not even. My there's a part of me that's like it almost invalidates the offering because <laughs> 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 it's trying to be something it's it's almost for survival instead of for instead of actually being an offering
1: yeah i mean you I know sure, that's, that. that's kind of going back to that thing of uh Giving yourself away in order to fit in. You know, you do the, you do yeah. what the group does instead of what is right for you, for you. But as we've covered, you know, you can't do what's right for the group if you haven't first done it. Right so it's an upside down version of,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Upside
1: down way of corporate. I'm,
0: I'm so entertained by this podcast because show. I feel like we're talking about the same thing throughout the whole way, but we're like, in li- I feel like we're shedding light to some angles, some parts of it that kind of shows how messy it could look. Like like just mm-hmm. this, like this last nuance that we're like kind of talking about that's just so tricky for a lot of people, so yeah.
2: nuance.
0: the the nuance about um uh the the offering isn't really an offering when it's for survival, but then again, we're going through survival and then and that you know once you get through that, you can maybe come from a better place of like serving yourself or really showing up for yourself first so that you can actually give from a sense of integrity or create
1: survival is obviously necessary to be able to serve as well exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes yes that, that's why i was saying nuance right that was like a hell oh, yeah. So, um, sentence.
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah no nuance is nuance is part if you want to you know anyone that wants to go deeper into their spirituality nuance is um is part of that but yeah you know to make it really simple just to, if you're serving is from the heart
0: mm, yeah
1: it's just that just you follow that one rule and you just that's it <laughs> um whereas if it's if you're not following your heart then to that degree you're not serving
0: i like i thank you for reminding people of that because i feel like yeah like if people kind of try to sort out through the new ones and they're just trying to hey am I really doing it for that hey am I really doing it for that um they might have a hard time discerning w- which one is which and then th- um yeah going back to the hearts like a surefire way to just make sure everything is still quite solid
1: yeah and talking of liminal spaces you know getting to get up, set up a cushion get get your essential oils burning you know, get your comfy trousers, get your comfy pajamas, and then get into meditation, get quiet. and when I say meditation, I mean the middle, meditation, mm. just be a witness and just witness all these things and allow the truth to come through. Be silent, allow the truth to come through,
2: yeah,
1: be still think- be calm, be quiet, and just allow the heart to speak to you. Yeah. Pay attention. it might speak in different ways. you know it might some people it might be a, a surge of inspiration, some people it might be a longing of the heart. So many ways that the body and the heart can speak to us, but that that is your compass.
0: Yeah. Ooh, I feel There's like no this, I feel like this is like a great place to like wrap up, if, if that's okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's your podcast. I
0: feel like, the, I feel like the, I have. I've. I've met a lot of some very sincere folks with that, and I feel like just reminding them that going back to that heart space yeah yeah that's that's pretty solid any anything you want to plug on your end like classes yeah i
2: mean
1: you know yeah i've got coaching i can do i do one-to-one coaching people um it's more like i'm currently offering uh how can i say i'm spiritual uh awakenings practitioner
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um and ultimately my goal is to help people evolve their spirituality to the point where they don't need me anymore
0: I love it. Oh, that's such a good mission statement. (laughs) So,
1: if that resonates with you, check out my offerings. Uh, They're on my Instagram page. You can find me at Mm BenJ.Smallbone. I'm sure Maria will put put a link
0: in the description and stuff. Yes.
1: Uh, And yeah, keep an eye out for offerings that I've got coming up. I've got internal trans, what is it called? Internal transcendence workshop (laughs) coming up. Yeah, yeah. uh in december 8th um and that's that's gonna be very powerful and then yeah just keep keep an eye out for stuff we've got i have got other stuff planned but i'm not gonna announce it quite
2: yet
0: yeah i find it so funny i feel like uh when you're like in the living dynamic space of spirit wording wording things is so funny
1: it's, quite, <laughs> it's specific it's, it's like specific. one day
0: that's <laughs> like, the word and then the wrong, the next like, day it's not. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, no. It's, this is all. Yeah, I try. You know, as as don't get attached. I try. My philosophy know, is easiest way. Just way is, Don't get attached.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like sometimes I look at my old stuff, like my old bio descriptions or like oh, old offerings, and I'm like, yeah, it's totally that totally hits, but at the same time, it's not. So I just find it so entertaining.
1: The truth <laughs> defends itself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining me in this episode. And I feel like this is such a lovely little... I feel like we were twirling around a circle of the idea of community and of the heart. So uh, thank you so much for sharing that heart space with me. And yeah, I hope to um, have everybody tune in to next week and ciao.